<clears throat> so there was talk of human beatboxing. Now that we all are like uh, in, do you guys want to try a little bit? No. Absolutely. She's scared, but she's Sarah's <laughs> Sarah's more open to that <laughs> than me. <laughs> you guys build. Oh, you go. I'll build. You, you go. I'll oh, that's build. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Baseline, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's beard time. This is the theme song. Okay, sorry. Oh, let's everybody, welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I'm joined tonight by one John Ronane, David Satterley, myself, Michael Moeller, at Bluegrass Homebrew Supply in Louisville, Kentucky, and two very special guests that we'll get to here in just a second. Uh, but if you're listening to this, it means that you might like this show. And if you do like this show, just go ahead and give us five stars because you probably haven't done that yet. If you've previously given us three stars or four stars... Maybe reconsider giving it to five, but let's be honest, you probably haven't reviewed it at all, so you just need to actually review, period. You son of a bitch. Absolutely. But we also have a Patreon as well, uh, if you want to pay tribute to us in that way. Uh, for $3 a month, you can see everything that we're doing right now, and you can see our special guests that we have with us right in front of you before we've even introduced them, and that's worth $3 a month, isn't it, David? Definitely. And where do you, where do you find that? that content you find that on patreon.com forward slash ky comments i will say like paying homage whatever you said paying homage to us tribute pay tribute okay. yeah no, no if you want to support the work of telling stories around louisville media louisville beer and kind of louisville community building media that's our mission we would love to yeah, have you on board. pay tribute to us yeah okay fine speaking of paying tribute i'm also happy to be joined today by one katie Mulk and sarah shadburn from lou today slash 6 a.m city Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, before we get to a little bit about you two specifically, can you give us an overview about what 6AM does and what Lou Today is? Yeah, I can take this one, uh, even though I sent it to you already, but just kidding. Yes. <laughs> this is the elevator pitch portion <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, Lou Today is a new media company in Louisville. Like he said, our parent company is called 6AM. Uh, they're across 25 different cities in the U.S. Lou, Louisville launched last August. We've been around for one year. Uh, but basically, we're a free daily newsletter. Every day at 6 a.m., it hits your inbox, and it's a five-minute read just full of everything Louisville. We just do positive stuff, lots of events, lots of small business building, all that good stuff. So just a quick read to, to learn more about Louisville. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a newsletter that comes into my inbox every morning, 6 a.m., Monday through Friday. Uh, right. It's a lot of good content. You guys are hot with it, too. You guys like, you. are often the people who break stories to me, this person who like <laughs> doesn't know things. But like, yeah, I get that email in my inbox, and I'm like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. Yeah. So good hats off. It's very Thank well you. Done. Yeah. And I can't read that well, so it's a, <laughs> lots it's of a, good pictures too, and a good Instagram account. We can Instagram make a follow. special newsletter for you with smaller words. But but on a on a serious note, like I can't go a week without somebody asking me, "Oh, hey, have have you guys Louisville Illustrated? Have you connected with with the Lou today yet? Do you, do you know them?" And like that is something I hear usually from just like LinkedIn nerds that I see out and about, like on Market Street. Shout out Jordan Clemens, uh, <laughs> yep. and and that's just like what I hear all the time. So I'm really happy to have you all on the podcast and joining us. So that way, maybe if they do 
listen to the podcast, we can be like, yeah, see, we, we, we connected. We, we met. We know each other actually so shut up. in person. It's great. Uh, I do want to learn a little bit about yourself. So, Sarah, why don't you start off a little bit about where you've come from and you know your current role with that. But as you're doing that, David, can you also open up that special beer that we are about to pour for each, for each other? I'll help. Oh, no. Yeah. No, we do have a special beer. Um, a new segment that we're working on is the top rated beer from each brewery in Louisville. Um, and if we happen to have it on hand, we're going to try it. So today we have the Against the Grain 70K aged on Amberana Wood. Um, this is the top rated untapped beer from Against the Grain. So I'm going to get this poured up and you take it away, Sarah. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, wow. Where to, where to begin? Uh, I'm from Louisville. I've been here since I was a kid. I went to Ballard High School. Shout out to the Bruins. Um, I was previously a reporter for Business First, uh, covering bourbon and logistics and uh, banking. And so that kind of helped me get my, my legs as a reporter here covering local issues and uh, various topics. And yeah, uh, I also like to cover arts and culture stuff. I <clears throat> am a bit of a homebody, but I do like to go out and uh, do some of the events that we put in the newsletter. And uh, yeah, I feel like I have a cat. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> what else do you need to know? You know? <laughs> I mean, that just about covers it. I mean, after right? that. 360 degrees. And, and Katie? Yeah, actually, this is a little symbolic that we're drinking the Against the Grain uh, 70K Amberana Wood because I actually made that label. Oh, nice. uh, yes, not the artwork, but I did put that together. I believe it's a gold winner on for American Beer Fest, yeah. I think. Yep, that's right. Sounds accurate. There. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's a good place to start for me is that I actually used to be the marketing director at Against the Grain. So I actually know you guys, have known you guys. It's been a long time coming that I would be on this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm at Lou today now. My writing, my background's always been in writing. I did stuff with Louisville Magazine for a long time uh, in Louisville.com prior to that before they merged. So yeah, I've always just kind of been in the Louisville scene, writing about beer, food, music, stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to be in a more formal setting. Uh, so yeah, that's my background. Should we cheers these? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Thank you guys for coming on and thank you guys for everything that you do. <sighs> Thank and you. thank you to Against the Grain for I making cheers exactly one beers. person. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, Amberano wood that's coming from Brazil. Nice, different kind of wood that previously brewers weren't really that into, right? Yeah. People compare. I always think on the nose to me. So, so we shall 70K is just a gigantic stout, basically. So you're getting all the traditional notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the what was the original recipe? 35K or 70K? 35K. Okay. Because that's what they won the like beard thing yeah. with or whatever. So it's actually milk stuff. It doesn't say it on the label, but it is still... A little lac lacty in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little L, L train? But that's actually, I believe, the barrel that that was in the Amberana wood barrel. There were only two. There was 13, I think, that came to the States and against the grain got two. No other brewery got them. They all went to distilleries, actually, across nice. the U.S. Yeah, I could right. be wrong about the 13, but it was higher than 10, less than 20. Yeah, and okay, these are insider knowledge. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, these are specially sourced specifically for this beer. Mm -hmm. um, they ended up submitting it to the 2018 Great American Beer Festival, winning gold for uh, uh, Barrel Aged Strong Stout, which is a very competitive pa uh, category for that. And um, you know, really, this beer was a great expression of the highlight of that barrel and the time they let it sit there. 70K comes out every year seasonally. Um, and is like that scaled up version of 35K milk stout. 
into a bourbon barrel. So this is a really special beer. And I, I got to say, like, after four it's years, it's holding yeah. up just fine. You get so the tasting notes, it's just big and robust. If you if I didn't know there was like lactose in there, but now that you say that it does smooth it out. Uh, but the Ambirana is the star of the show here. That, that wood is so like uh, spicy. Unlike, yeah, oak or um, a lot of the more, even maple to some extent, it like reminds me more of like cedar. The way someone described it once was like putting a cigar in a humidor. It kind of like dries it out, makes it toasty and kind of crispy, uh, which, you know, ordinarily would be overpowering. And I have had Ambirana beers that were overpowering. But again, maybe that lactose kind of rounds this out. It's fantastic. I definitely taste cinnamon. Yeah, that's what I get off the barrel here. always is cinnamon. Yep. I'm taking, I'm getting chocolate. I definitely think it's chocolate, like a rich cacao, chocolate. kind of like the, yeah. the base always is like very chocolate forward, like big, big cocoa, like you know, melty chocolate. But yeah, th- this barrel just screams cinnamon. Yeah. And, and there there was contention about how to pronounce Amberana. Ambir- oh, oh yeah. What was the other way to say it? Ambirana. No. <laughs> so, so Katie, we know your background, uh, you know, touches beer a little bit. Sarah, do you any, you know, as far as thoughts on beer, Louisville beer specifically? Uh, yeah, actually, it's funny. I was just talking to Katie about this, but I love sour beers, which I don't know if that's like that exciting. But oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love Atrium sour beers. They're pastry boys of any flavor. Just stun me. They are so delicious i'm tasting pie like every <laughs> every time I'm, I'm trying them i'm like wow this is awesome i'm trying not to cuss no, you <laughs> as can. i'm talking about it okay you can if you fucking don't want delicious to. we can do the george carlin like lineup if you want shit piss <laughs> cunt cock cock motherfucker what i can't remember all the words but yeah you can say them excellent <laughs> yeah you don't get that kind of uh leniency at a uh, little business first no. <laughs> Which, by the way, I will say, that's kind of how we first connected. Uh, yes. I used to bug you a lot via yes. email. But, you know, it was appreciated. You got me some good stories. And obviously, you know, now we're on a podcast together. So I it, will say this is how most out. of like Michael's meeting people stories uh, seem to begin. <laughs> I like, bug you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good strategy, man. It's working out. I bugged Katie yeah. a lot one time, too. Yeah. And then she didn't hire me. Ah, well, she's well, smart. Not, she's smart I, lady. <laughs> I, no comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I do want to ask, though, um, the Louisville beer scene at large, just your general thoughts on it from the side of things that you're at now with 6 a.m. Blue today. How does it fit into the rest of Louisville? Because you guys touch everything, really. You guys are on like food, events, like weird people doing weird things for like human interest stories or like whatever. How does beer fit into Louisville? I can I can speak to this a little bit just because I came from that community. So it's a little strange to be on the opposite side where like I was working it and now it's a little bit more of showcasing it uh, with other people who might not typically be into craft beer. Uh, we do cover it. I wouldn't say like a lot, but we definitely have like a beer guide. Uh, Sarah, we go out and actually most of our meetings take place at breweries. <laughs> we Hell definitely yeah. try to hit them a lot, but I think it's important to showcase in a bourbon city, uh, craft beer. I think it's just as important as what else goes on here in terms of liquids. Uh, so I think it's important to us to definitely highlight the makers of a different kind of product that maybe people don't know comes out of Louisville as much. Right. And it's kind of like an art form, too. You know, like any any person who creates something is inherently interesting to me. So I feel like the the beer story fits well with the rest of the Lou story. That was one of the, you just kind of touched on a point that I always find very interesting about 
how we're growing as a beer city too, which is oftentimes when I go to a brewery, it's not to necessarily like drink. It's for like a meeting or it's for like just, it's a good third. We talk sometimes about like the third space. Like you're not at home. You're not technically at work, even though if you're having meetings there, if you're weird people like us, you might be at work, but it's a great place to kind of go and just not be at home, not be at work to kind of do other things, a decompression zone or like a creative thinking zone. So that's to me, one of the most fun things about, having all these tap rooms all around town that are like creators and making things and small businesses is like just a very fun space to be in, like in almost all the tap rooms around town and creative things usually come out of like uh, sitting in a tap room for like eight hours, pretending you're working. Yeah. I, I love that people meet there because you, you don't understand like what two beers will do to your creative spirit. <laughs> really, yeah. really ratchet it up a notch. I mean, we, we understand. Yeah. But also That's all we do. I'm ratchet. Beer gets a pass though. Like you can definitely be like on a Zoom call and drinking a beer and nobody will say anything versus like you're not like slamming like a gin and tonic or like mm-hmm. taking a shot in a Zoom call, but you can never be like, yeah, I'm having a beer. What if I was drinking this entire box? <laughs> nobody <laughs> would know. Nobody knows. What if you were like explicitly doing it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all put out so much content, though, as an organization. Is is it just you two? Yes. Yes. That's so impressive. Yeah, it's like, a lot. So many stories, so much curation. Uh, you must know Louisville better now than you might have ever before. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I feel like that's fair. I there's still a lot more to learn, though. Like I, as I go around different corners and stuff, I see different things that are interesting. I'm like, oh, that's something for Lou today that I don't know about yet. Um, so I really like that element. It's like, there's still a lot to explore though. There's many stones that we've already turned. Uh, Do you know what more. a whiz burger is? Yes, I okay. had a Dizzy Whiz burger in like sixth grade after a choir thing. Uh, I used to be in choir. Uh, Shout out. <laughs> Shout, Shout out to choir. Shout out to the Altos. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Dizzy Wiz. I haven't been back in a while. All right. Dizzy Wiz or Ollie's Trolley? Do you guys Ollie's have Trolley. Ollie's? Yeah, I agree. Mm. Especially I agree. if it's, it's different. Especially. It's a different animal. It is. Yeah. Uh, Dairy Dell or Dairy Castle? Castle. I'm Dell. Del. We actually did a piece of content I about this. Did. and yeah, I It believe was controversial. It was. I can't remember who won. It was awesome. <laughs> I think I think Dairydale came out on top, but I'm not sure. I, I'll have to go back and look, but it was definitely almost like 50-50. But. Of all the things for people to be upset about, Ice Cream Wars are yeah. the most benign. For the <laughs> listeners, there's two places like near in Germantown, Schnitzelberg that serve just kind of like cheap, good ice cream, and it's very not, contentious. Not cheap. Well, not, cheap. not cheap. It is expensive. But, also, <laughs> but you know what? Only one actually has uses uh, accepts credit cards. That's Dairy Dell. And Cash only one only has a drive through Yeah. Dairy Dale. Yeah. Dairy See, Castle. Dairy Dale. My girl. Dairy Castle for the win. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. They also closed early. So. I'm glad there are some intelligent people in this podcast. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, point is, you all know Louisville pretty well. We see that. But we also want to know how well you might actually know it. So we decided to oh, turn our <laughs> typical Reddit segment where we talk about beer or whiskey into a Louisville edition Reddit question. This is more I'm advice ready. than like quizzing. Yes, exactly. What is Reddit? I'm just kidding. What is Reddit? All right. <laughs> So, uh, if we are ready, this first one comes from, this is not my other UN. Bars, restaurants with a back room to rent for a murder mystery party. Oh, shit. Like the title says, I'm looking for a place to rent to host a murder mystery party. I would like to have a cash bar for the guests and appetizers for finger foods. I'd like to keep the room under 400 if possible. It's for my wife for her birthday. This feels like a trick question because I feel like the Hyatt downtown 
does this. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. They host like a murder mystery thing. Cause my friend used to bartend at them. Hell yeah. Uh, and it sounded like it was fun, but I, I don't know. I'd have to say Monic because they have that's the upstairs kinda, yeah, you can rent and good. there's a bar up there and it's definitely capped under 400. So I would say Monic. That's a good answer. David, John. I don't know. 400 is a large number. Less than. <laughs> Less than. Well, that opens up anything. I mean, we could, could do it in the back people. of the homebrew shop if we really need to. But. I will actually murder someone if you had, if you host it here. <laughs> like well, Things can get real, real fast. Uh, no, Monic is a good, that's a good shout out. And I think, like, who has the underground grotto downtown? Is that Steelbox? It has like the underground, oh, like the, I like think they do murder skeleton? shit. Oh yeah, the rock yeah, that's the suit block. I think they do stuff like that down there too. Well, it doesn't matter so much about what they do, like if they're already doing it. They're, it's, it's where's it's a good, good location venues. for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gertie's too one. in Nulu. They have the mm. whole speakeasy downstairs that now they're renting only. You can't even like go down there to get a drink anymore. Uh, to the to that point, Flamingo Lounge Flamingo or for, Lounge. yeah, uh, yeah. ATG. Yeah, upstairs at Silver Dollar. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah, that would be a good one too. I like Silver Dollar. Have y'all ever attended a murder mystery party before? No, Not, never. It's I've weird. done like a. We could start one now. I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> that would be a pretty freaking cool collab, honestly. <laughs> if you guys are down, I, I've been writing one for the past twelve years. I can uh, break all, all all the like, you know, prompts and stuff. If you guys are interested. Wow, show us your scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk. Well, um, you know, the Kentucky State Fair is going on right now, and uh, this next one is coming from user Fresh Leggings, Darius Rucker. <laughs> I love a pair That's of fresh leggings. That's the answer. Hi, I'll be in town this weekend for the fair. What are your favorite family-friendly things to do on a Sunday? What does Louisville have to offer for fa- for families? Outside of the fair. Outside of the fair. Okay. The zoo. The zoo. Science Center, number one. Science the Center, that's great. The one. Speed Art Museum is free on Sundays. Oh, that's Thank a, you, that's Brown a great call out. Is the uh, is cart country still open? You ever, you ever go to like to the batting cages, drive some go karts? Come on! Did you That's know it's the longest friendly. track, the longest yeah. go kart track? I and they had like go karts that would go like sixty miles an hour <laughs> when we were kids. It's like that can't be right. It's really nice that E Town can claim that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need something. <laughs> uh, Mega caverns. That's a f- strange thing to do. Uh, and you say family friendly. Yep. Go to Holsopple. Go to some of the family friendly breweries around Ooh. town and like. Play some board games, eat a pizza, like just get some mom and dad time. You could go to the Waterfront Botanical Gardens. Oh, there you go. That's Because that's also like super free and lovely. The only thing better than free is super free. (laughs) Super free. It's not just regular free. The Fraser History Museum. Yeah, that's what we call it. I love the Fraser. Not free, but incredibly educational. And while you're downtown, you can also hit up the Slugger Museum, like the Slugger Factory Tour and the Louisville Science Center, which is also really cool. Not free, but cool. I would say Louisville's a city of parks. A lot yeah, of cool parks. parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go to Iroquois. Go to a specifically go to a park that you haven't been to before. You're always going to Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Right. You're always going to Seneca. Go to go to Shawnee. Go to Iroquois. Go to Tyler Park. I don't know. Yeah, and there's a new hiking trail that is just open in Shawnee Park on Tuesday. I've read about that. Really, as, real hot new news. Uh, as well so as jellyfish. There's yeah. a new trail oh, and jellyfish. Yeah, dude. There. Let's talk about the jellyfish for one second. Shawnee Park's lit right now. Yeah. Wow. What is going on with the jellyfish thing? They're freshwater jellyfish. They're like the size of a penny, uh, but they're actually they're not native to the U.S. But they're actually kind of everywhere. So somehow they got here. I don't know how, but aliens? I don't know. Maybe they could be aliens. I don't somehow know if you we can all see got them. Yeah, that's. I kind of might think that might be true as well. Uh, so we have is that i don't know i'm still kind of obsessed on the jellyfish thing it's going to take me a little bit to kind of well, get this into my head yeah they, they they do exist uh but we can also go to this one from username uh um, I'm it's not an gonna... invasive species 
<laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm not going to pronounce this name because I actually don't want to attempt it. <clears throat> Thank you. What are the most authentic Louisville souvenir I could buy? It can be a food or an item. I'm already thinking the Louisville Slugger bat, like one of the mini bats from sure. Slugger Museum. That's iconic. I'd say a Majeska. Mm. A Majeska? From so you don't know what a Majeska is? Fill me in. The Majeska is a piece of candy. The best one is you got to get it from Moose mm-hmm. in New Moose. Lou. Okay, okay. But it's basically, it, I'm going to sell it. It's a yeah. fluffy marshmallow covered in mouthwatering caramel. It's not hard caramel. It's not the chewy caramel. It like melts in your mouth. Hell yeah. And it's individually wrapped. But it's named after an actress from I think like the 19th century. Her last name, her first name didn't matter because it didn't name it after that. But Majeska was her last name. Okay. So yeah, the Majeska. Invented here, made here. Nobody said Derby Pie. That's because it was a good one, though. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You, you had it. There. <laughs> uh, I know what you're going to say, too. Yeah. It's a little touristy. I'll say it. It's a little but, good. But it's, it's yummy. Good. Are we even allowed to say that on the podcast? Uh, Derby Pie TM. Horse race. Horse race type pie. <laughs> flavored branded a, a, pie. A pie called yeah. Derby. We definitely can't yeah. call it horse pie. <laughs> uh, and the only correct answer is to grab a Louisville Ill Trail passport, uh, which I'll shout out. Visit all the local breweries. Get some uh, nice merch and other things that you'll enjoy. Yeah, people always like to have items and trinkets from where they go somewhere just so they can remember that place. Uh, we've also asked you to bring something and maybe part of our show and tell segment so that we can remember you too. So did you did you bring something for us? I did, but y'all can't have it. Like it's just, it's strictly for okay. show and tell. Like I'm okay. not leaving it here. Um, oh no, the, the, that's the rules. <laughs> this is the high life? Um, no. <laughs> Sorry guys. I will fight all of you. Uh, you, no, you can't have this. <laughs> oh, I yes. feel like there should be a drum roll because of how yes. cool this is. Yes. Oh, Y'all yeah. will not believe the emotions that I went through to have this. Um, I got my Louisville River Frogs jersey at a recent Louisville Bats game. All right, so we're going to have to explain this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If so, you're a longtime Louisvillian, go ahead. Take it from yeah, there. Yeah, so the Louisville River Frogs are our unsung ice hockey team that was skating from like 1994 or 5 to 1998. Yeah. And uh, they were... They were at Broadbent Arena, and they had a bunch. They, I mean, obviously they have the super cool frog. It's the coolest like fucking sports logo that ever existed. Literally, it's, in history, it's, it's a cool frog. It's the rainbow. It's got a rainbow frog on it, like purple, green, and yellow. It's amazing. It looks like a Ninja Turtles, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character. Like they were on the vibe. They knew what the people wanted. Yeah, and they I'm, knew how to play hockey. I'm just blanking on the the mascot's name. It's like something. It's like froggy something. I can't remember uh, either. It was like, you can read yeah, about it on lootoday.com if you just search <laughs> Louisville River Frogs. Hell yeah. But, Please. but you were privy to this like team, like you knew about the team before getting the jersey? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I knew about the team before I ordered I feel betrayed. <laughs> I learned about the team because of River Frogs Night. And uh, I should have mentioned this in my About Me section, but frogs have been my favorite animal since I was a kid. And so I'm like, we had a frog sports team? What? So I did some research. I was like, Katie, we got to write a full story about this. This is so cool. Because they apparently had like a hot tub at one of their games. Like it was apparently like a really funky time in addition to the hockey uh <laughs> for like the inner game entertainments or whatever who gets in that hot tub right who would get in People, hot tub? Anybody who can get close you i do anything my friend in middle school was a big hockey player and we would go to river bats games and they were so even when i was like i mean we must have been 15 16 when this shit was going on it was so fun I and wish. it was crazy people were nuts it was like the 90s there were really no rules people were losing their minds there was a hot tub sometimes it was weird and like it was just cool they had like there was like a 
it was a very kind of like oh, what's a good way to put it but like they would like make fun of the audience like on the like projector thing or like the the jumbotron yeah there you go jumbotron thank you thank you thank you thank you that was what i was looking for yeah they would kind of engage with the audience and like it was very fun yeah and they they had that awesome like catchy uh theme song it was like river frogs (laughs) yeah yeah and their their catchphrase was like romp in the swamp and i think that i just love the rhyme i'm like i'm also a poet so i love the rhyming stuff too so i just was obsessed with this it was so expensive i feel like i have to mention that as well (laughs) because you had to go to the game to order it specifically and so i was like bringing all my friends i was like we're going to this fucking game and uh i got up there to pay and well first i got into the store and there were none on display left and so i was like no Mm -hmm. because we got there early on purpose so that i could get a jersey because i wanted to sit in the stands wearing the jersey drinking the atrium river frogs beer uh, which was quite delicious i must say uh and kettle frog sour was that what they did with that one it was like a ghost of some it was like a watermelony delicious thing uh and i got up there to pay and i swiped my card and they're like great that's gonna be two hundred dollars i was like (gasps) i was like uh i swiped my card because i had made up my mind that i was gonna have it like before i even came no price, no, not up. Nothing was going to stop me. Yeah, exactly. I'm a collector of experiences. We all are. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Plus that's going to be worth two grand in a couple of years. Exactly. So I've got it. No one can have it. I'm not letting anyone borrow it. Uh, and I did shed a tear after purchasing it because it was so expensive, but it was worth it. So full circle story. Well, thank done. you for donating that to the podcast archive. <laughs> We're really going to uh, cherish this the treasured relic. I, w- I will say just the saddest thing uh, about that whole thing uh, is <laughs> we replaced them with the fucking Panthers. I just know. like the Panthers. Boo. Boring. Boo. Panthers, I mean, you know, Panthers don't romp in a swamp. No. I'm just saying. <laughs> they no, they don't. They don't know how to fun like river frogs. Plus, do. we got some weird frogs in our river. You know, it's all polluted and shit. There's some like freaky ass frogs. This, this frog is based is... on life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, shout out River Frogs. Thank you very much for sharing that. It is a quintessential part of Louisville history. Makes sense that you would bring that on. Yep. Uh, Katie? Oh, I thought we were just doing. I Oh. Your beer's behind you. Is this the time for this? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I was told to bring a drink, and since I guess I do have kind of a beer background, uh, somebody is, I'm really into right now is Turtleback Ridge. Have you guys been? Yeah. Yes. They come in here. They come in here. Keenan comes in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but this is Farmhands Table Beer. Uh, I think it's really cool. To be honest with you, I've been a little bored with beer, and this kind of got me more excited about beer. I like tried it for the first time like a year ago. Uh, but yeah, so I brought it to share. Uh, but they're in... Remind me what county they're in. Do you guys remember? It's like, no, there's like horse and carriages. It is this very small county in Kentucky, like Eastern Kentucky. And I think it's so cool because it's on an actual like homestead. So you have to like drive down this like dirt road to even get to this little tiny brewery. And it's tiny. There's like tractors and old like ammo cases. And just like, it's kind of an experience. So you're kind of like, ooh, like, am I, you know, going to show up in somebody like front yard and you do show up in someone's front yard uh we call it the pasture the pasture uh but also he does really cool stuff with maple syrup because they make maple syrup Mm -hmm. and he uses a lot of the back not backwater but maple water um 
to use in his beers, like in place of actual water. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's like a little like five seat like brewery in there. I can't remember. It's like four barrels. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, but I love what he's doing. I think it's really cool Same and here. unique. Uh, and he and makes some really good wild stuff. As yeah, the- his own strain. I forget. He's also doing stuff with like gin barrels. Uh, but I really love this beer. It kind of got me back in when I was like in a slump. Because, uh, you know, you don't really see a lot of like farmhouse sales anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, and I love that style. Not all the time. But uh, yeah, I love that. So shout out Turtleback Ridge. I think we've been here seven years, so I feel like it must have been almost seven years ago that the, the gentleman came in and was like, how do I make beer? Yeah. <laughs> so we just, you know, just like so many of these breweries do, you just have the conversation and then he's like, yeah, I kind of want to start one on my like uh, family's land. And it's just like, but yeah, he that, he's one of those people that, you know, some, some people, uh, you talk about beer and they just, they keep asking questions and they try and they do, there, there are other people who come in and they're like, they just get it like immediately and you can just tell you can see the like <laughs> the light flicker on yeah. behind their eyes and he's one of those guys i didn't know he came in here that's so cool i didn't it's been a long know. long time ago but uh yeah 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 very very nice guy and very talented smart mm-hmm. brewer fleming county mm. fleming yep Ooh, yeah. in, in ewing Kentucky. oh yeah sure now I will be honest. Uh, I had to drive this over here, and I put it in my little car holder. Beers we, we are not liked, made. We like the bottle. So dregs. it's very possible this could foam. Yeah, but we will see what happens, everyone. Oh my god! Just kidding. It didn't. It's coming oh. here. Ah. <laughs> what was the go. episode where ah. you tried to open a bottle and the cork like shot up to the ceiling? That was with Buddy at Monic. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Open the bottle. Yeah, you opened it perfectly. Yeah. I think I was criticizing you in the moment, but you, you did an excellent job. Is very funky. So what exactly Hell is yeah. this? You mentioned maple syrup. Oh no, this doesn't have any maple syrup in it. This is just like a pretty Whale. straightforward farmhouse ale. Hell yeah. So for those not in the know, a farmhouse ale really just kind of means like I don't know how else you'd call it, like a saison, or it, it's kind of just a blank carpet of grains and hops. That's usually not the defining characteristic, although often they will tell you. But the real the star of the show in these things is just kind of the wild fermentation. Um, there's definitely some kind of traditional brewer's yeast in here, like Saccharomyces type things. But usually these are kind of fermented open, which means any kind of weird bacteria uh, that was floating around in the environment that kind of happened to find its way down in there becomes part of the beer. Um, and then usually farmhouses are cool because there is kind of native uh, bacteria strains that kind of inhabit different regions or whatever. So if you can kind of capture a good one, Britannomyces, Typically, or like sometimes lactobacillus, sometimes pediococcus, or a few other things, but it makes some truly interesting flavors out of what's usually a pretty simple like build in terms of the, the actual like base of the beer. Well, thank you because I was one of those people who is not in the know of what a yeah. farmhouse ale was. So I can read what's on the label; it's pretty short. Yep. Farmhouse ale brewed with heirloom hickory king corn from sunflower sundries and Kentucky proud malted barley. Okay. I know yes. that's right. And it's actually Ewing, Kentucky. It's just Ewing, right here. Okay. Fleming County, Ewing? Fli- yeah. Ewing, oh, Kentucky is the place where it is. And then oh. the county is where Ewing is. Oh, thanks for... That's how geography works. Sour. Yes. Thank Kentucky you, Michael. Kentucky has over 120 counties. Just like, Actually, just 120. Not over. We're so illustrious. Oh, I didn't even pour myself one. <laughs> we're almost there. Uh, so there. How, how were you introduced to Turtleback Ridge? By accident. I was actually coming back from a camping trip at Red River Gorge, stopped at Sawstone Brewing in Moorhead. Oh, yeah. And it was like a Sunday, so nothing is open around. Uh, and we were talking to the Sawstone guys, and we're like, oh, 
you got to go up and see Keegan. Like, I'm going to call him right now. So he calls him. Then we're like obligated to go. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I really just kind of want to go home. Like, haven't showered in a couple of days. Like, but we're doing it. We're doing it. And again, like you drive up and it's very unassuming. And it's like, I mean, it's a long drive to back where you need to go. And like his dad came out. I forget his dad's name. Kevin, I believe. <laughs> uh, he basically just gave us like a private tour. And I was like, this place is awesome. But also, yes, it's very in the middle of nowhere, like a horse and buggy past us. Like, but it's very cool. They do a lot of stuff on the weekends, too, like for families. So you can like bring a chair and they usually have music. So, yeah. But that's how I found Turtle Back Ridge. Do you think it's a good place to host a murder mystery? <laughs> yes. I would say yes. <laughs> I agree. Uh, quick tasting notes on it. Basically, uh, I just in the nose, I just get that punch of like straw blended with like peach nectar, which is just completely typical of these very well produced farmhouse beers. Um, did we say there was some kind of strange wood or hickory something? It says there? hickory king corn. Okay, so which, it's just like a, a heirloom like corn or something like that. Yes, I'm not familiar with the heirloom hickory king corn, but it is in here. So I guess yeah, yes. corntastic. Probably just pour it, pouring that in there as part of the grist, just to give those bacteria something to kind of chew mm -hmm. on as it as it dries out. I'm not sure if it's a fair comparison, but I, I do feel like this is one of really just really the only one. Uh, brewery in Kentucky that can kind of compare it to what Scratch is doing mm -hmm. sure. in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, just the, the 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 farm to brewery type of uh, atmosphere with all the beers that they have there. And it's also, this is just my type of beer. Like, this is what it excites me. So hearing you say that, like, you've been not burnt out, but you you weren't excited by beer as much anymore. And then this kind of got you back into it. It was like, this made you remember, oh, yeah, this is why I have a minimus. I think it's okay to say burnt out on beer. I think it happens. Oh, yeah. It happens. You, we all, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. lose the, like, um, the luster for the, the you know, giant Play-Doh stouts with vanilla and coconut. And then you, you, you return to this, like, lager state. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll branch out to, the, you know, this being a lager or an IPA. And then... All of a sudden, you're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anymore. Mm -hmm. and like something like this that totally is, it's just radical. It's unpredictable, and you just have it, and you're like, okay, I think, I think I like this again. It's like tasting something new again every time. I think, mm -hmm. but yeah, and you like that's the thing about like that farmhouse sales. You you can't reproduce this. Like, yeah, you can't. There there'd be no chance that anybody could follow this method with the same ingredients and produce the same product. So there's a there's a large variable in there. Do you guys get that kind of like burnt out vibe on Because you guys are in touch with so much, like again, food and culture and everything. How do you guys keep it fresh and kind of, I don't know, because you, you do seem to have fresh eyes and try to find things that will appeal to the person that wants to open their email every morning at 6 a.m. and be like, well, what should we do this weekend? Or what should I do today? Or what's going on around town? How do you I keep it know. fresh? Yeah, how do you keep it fresh? <laughs> how are we How are we fresh, Sarah? <laughs> so fresh. I'm not sure if this is a safe question to answer. Uh <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like taking time off is really necessary to keep things fresh. Um, driving around, not on the expressway helps keep things fresh. Yeah, that's you never know what true. you're going to pass. Going to somewhere new keeps things fresh. Uh, <clears throat> and also like we were kind of talking before we started recording about like the popularity of reels on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like, uh, going to experience other things kind of gives me ideas for reels and stuff like that. Or, different creative ways to package seemingly mundane stuff that everybody knows about. It's like kind of, a, it's like fermenting in your own brain. Hey, uh, right. Yeah. Okay, some beer. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
I definitely think also shout out to 6am. I will say this shameless plug. We get unlimited PTO and it's super awesome. It's a great company to work for just in that regard. They really take care of us and what we, you know, our brain health, if you will. But yeah, keeping things fresh. Uh, I like to, we get excited about our own ideas each month. We plan out the content. For, so we've already planned out September. So I think constantly being excited about something that you want to explore personally kind of keeps that drive going. Definitely. So yeah. We're moving into like the kind of fun transition of the seasons. You said you do not out, say spooky season. Uh, you've planned out spooky season for us here in Louisville. Do you guys have any spooky season things on your spooky radar that you're very <laughs> excited to share with a spooky? Audience? I think it's too spooky to share. We did see a ghost in here earlier, honestly, to um, tell everyone the truth. No, but what I'm curious about, because you, you talk to other cities and other, you know, other places um, in your work. Do they have in a how much are you sharing about the, each other's cities and like what's going on? Like, are you learning about the like the Nash today or whatever it's called? I mean, no, not really. No. So because we're so hyper local, like we our limitation is that if it's anything outside of Louisville, we don't write about. Now, we hold up our sister cities. We call them sister sister markets, actually. So like we just did. Sarah just wrote an article about like a foodie road trip thing to Indy. So Indy today is another market. So we were able to kind of uplift them a little bit and talk about their market and things they have to offer in that scene. So, yeah, there is a little bit of crossover, but I guess is I that meant, your question? I don't sort know. Of, I, and I don't think I phrased it right. I guess just internally talking to coworkers in other oh, cities. All of the time. So what are you seeing that other cities are doing um, that, you know, maybe you think, oh, Louisville needs one of those or vice versa. Who, what are what, what is exciting other people about Louisville? That's I will question. Do you have something, Sarah? No, you can go first. So, so I actually yeah. so Cola today is a market in Columbia, Columbia. Yes. South sorry. Carolina. Yeah. Sorry. These are all like internal cola today but they are getting a lagoon like a man-made lagoon like it is like a clear water like thing it's just supposed to be very sustainable like white sand beaches and i'm like that's pretty crazy city? yes but this is inland oh so i thought that was crazy but to be honest with you there's a lot of the same stuff like we i we get to read each other's like newsletters a lot of the time i edit some of the other people's like content uh so you do see a lot of crossover in terms of craft beer a lot of people write about that uh shout out to boss today jessica writes a lot about about craft beer and the craft beer scene there uh but yeah i don't know you do see a lot of like restaurant, the same kind of restaurant and in, in drinking culture, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Lagoon. Sarah, did you have a lagoon? I'm still stuck on that. that. Are they swamping and romping in that one? <laughs> that's what I want. See, I just think Louisville is the most unique market. That's my that's my problem. Uh, <laughs> I just think we're so cool. Um, but I actually will say, I hope this doesn't seem like a kiss ass answer, but uh, a lot of our other markets like Kansas City today, they go on like TV or like podcasts and stuff. And so I've been wanting to get on a podcast for Lou today. So thank you all for having us because mm -hmm. uh, that's exciting to me. And then uh, I saw in Seattle, they did a story about um, like those AI bots that you put in. Yes. Uh, like a weird phrase and the air like <clears throat> Dolly. Yeah. Like yeah. Dolly or like Seattle landmark and they make an AI of it. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm. And that could be kind of fun to do here. Um, but yeah, we 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 see a lot of other markets like internally. Yeah, well, we we certainly have a lot going on here in Louisville, especially on the beer side of things. So that being said, David, what's going on in Louisville beer news right now? Yeah, this will be fun because you guys might have already covered it in your September letter, and if you haven't, you you gotta you gotta get on your schedule. Okay, 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 okay. I'm still tripping about this AI thing, but well, we Go don't need, we don't need to talk ahead. about that. No, so so we are fast. 
fastly approaching Oktoberfest, and naturally, all these breweries are going to host Oktoberfest. So, um, Highwire is going to have their Oktoberfest September 10th. Um, that's a great time. It should be full of stein hoisting and other games. Last year it was a blast, and uh, really, uh, many people had a, had a great time. They're just trying to yodel, I guess. Uh, they did the yodeling <laughs> thing, yeah. Um, Gallant Fox is also going to host their own Foxtoberfest. Mm-hmm. I think this is the third year of them doing that, the 16th and 17th. Holsopple is following in the next weekend with their Oktoberfest, as well as Goodwood. And the Crusade for Children in October will be having an Oktoberfest benefiting the Crusade for Children. Does a lot of great work for Louisville. That's uh, in uh, Melwood Avenue Arts Center, I believe, too. So for a good cause. And then um, Against the Grain is going to be doing a week-long celebration of their Donkey Grain which is not Oktoberfest, but it is the same deal. It's, it's, it's the same idea. But yeah, if you can't go to the other events, you know, Against the Grain is doing a whole week of events for you to enjoy. That's neat. Where do y'all get your lederhosen, though? Like uh, Lederhosen.com, Durndle.com. <laughs> no, these are real places that I've bought from before. Oh. I just today bought a new pair of Buntosen, which is like the, the, like the, the Capri's. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna actually. Yeah, I need to see a picture of, of that. Course. Of, course. of course. I love when I sit, go to the Oktoberfest at German American Club, and Michael's always there in his Lederhosen and what'd you call it? Buttonhosen? But. Bunthosen. Bunthosen. Uh, Bunt. B u n d. Do you guys have Lederhosen? I have a Bunt cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the market now. At this point, honestly, after hearing about these, uh, whatever. But we need we need a Louisville Lederhosen-ner, I think. Mm. I would love for anyone to try it. Louisville Lederhosen as if Louisville wasn't already hard to pronounce. Let's yeah. put two Louisville L words yeah. together. It's a good, going to be a good spooky season coming up. So there's <laughs> going to be lots of fun things to do around town. I'm excited for it. This is my favorite time of the year, honestly, when things start to go kind of fall mm-hmm. weird. You can drink Oktoberfests. You can drink brown ales you can drink porters and stouts you can, you can just drink uh so th- there's a lot going on that we're all really excited about thank you guys so much for coming on and, and just sharing what you all do and kind of sharing your story as well is there anything going on that we should know about that you two are particularly excited about or you know or just something that you just want to plug Ooh, that is a good question i wish i had thought about it before we got here um, oh i know what i want to plug the leo weekly reader's choice awards oh, are open go. now and there is a category for best publication i would love it if everyone would write in lou today uh for that and then also it's like 200 other you're, you're things you can vote for podcast we're not going to. Yes. Yes. Best publication. We're not a publication. Oh, I, I, we already voted for you for yeah, podcast. Podcast no, no, category. You, I hope you voted for us on the best little oil trail category. Yeah. yeah. Whatever we did. I'd re- I promise you, I typed it in today. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. But you can vote for like 200 other categories. So share the local love, spread it, vote for Lou today. I like to win. I'm not competitive, but I like to win. And also, if you're not subscribed, just lutoday.com. Get subscribed. It's free. That's it's fun. genuinely good content. I, it's it's great. That's nice to hear. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I'm going to shout out the same thing. You guys should go to Leo because you guys are have have you been around more than a year? One year. We okay, just turned one say, year in August. That's awesome. This month. You guys need to win that shit. Right. Go like, to the Leo and vote for Lou today for the put best down roots. local it's, publication. <laughs> yeah, because like truly, uh, I don't really ever care about anything else. You guys are my source of what's kept, what's hip and what's going on. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we'll just stop telling you things, Sean. No and uh, vote for our podcast, too, I guess, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's my other shout out. I'm excited for the three-year return of Bourbon and Beyond and Ladder and Life yeah. coming back into Louisville. Uh, we got great headliners, Jack White, Alana Sporsek, Kings of Leon, Bernie Carlisle. The cast from Always Sunny in Philadelphia is going to be there. Uh, back at the Highlands, Fe- or the yeah, the Highland Festival ground, right on the fairgrounds. So, um, I, I can't wait to attend that. You know, there's tickets going fast, but if you happen to want to stop in town for that, bourbonandbeyond.com, louderinlife.com, uh, check out their Instagram. They're doing weekly mashups with distilleries. There's going to be a ton of bourbon there as well, some stuff you might not get to taste in a normal format. So, um, you know, Will the, all of the Louisville Ill Trail giveaways be done by the time this podcast yes. is out? Okay. Well, sorry, guys. <laughs> Hopefully you won some tickets through us. September 15th through the 18th. <laughs> I'll be there on the 17th. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Bunthosen, which I'll show you all a picture of right now <laughs> on this on this audio medium. Oh, See, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's the Capris, you know. So what is the, is the Lederhosen the whole thing? The Lederhosen are the shorts. The sh- so but what is the second. halter top part called? Those are suspenders. Those are the, oh le- the leaders. Oh man, we should Cut call them out. like <laughs> There's suspender the hosen at least. Yeah. But either way, you know, if you call them leader hosen, that's fine. I don't I don't care. I'm not gonna judge you for it. Cool. I also thought about getting a cool waistcoat. We'll see if I do that. A little, you should a little traditional sweater vest. Uh yeah, anyway, shout out to Leader Hosen. Shout out to Lou today. Shout out to the Louisville Ill Trail. Because we're and shouting all, out all ourselves. Made it have goat skin. Thanks, guys. That's what I want. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Cheers. And thank you all for coming. I just did that. I just, I just did that.